You are listening to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast, and this is episode number 45. Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Hey, Star Chasers. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I am your host, Monique Malcolm, and the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for creative entrepreneurs who want to leverage their talents, skills, or passions to create their own opportunities. And we do that every single week here with our weekly episodes that feature inspiring guests from all types of backgrounds doing amazing things. And then, of course, there are solo shows where I'm on the mic sharing bits of my journey, actionable steps, strategies, and things that you can do yourself to get out there and start pimping your own brilliance. And today it is another solo show. But before we jump into that, I need to let you know that this episode is brought to you by The Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a day planner with vision, encompassing everything you need to successfully achieve your goals. It seamlessly blends goal setting, visualization, planning your day-to-day, and regular review to help you get from idea to done. To learn more about The Visionary Journal, you can visit visionaryjournal.co. This episode is also brought to you by The Fear Guide. Silence your fear and take action. If the course of fear regularly sings you out of your dreams, you need to grab this short read jam-packed with exercises that will help you quiet your fear long enough to take the next small step. You can grab a copy of The Fear Guide by visiting thefearguide.com. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about vision boards. Since the year is winding down, we are almost to the start of 2019. Can you believe it? Where has the time gone? I think this is a great time to start talking about vision boards because pretty soon, if you haven't already, you're going to start seeing notices for vision board parties. And I want you to go into these vision board parties ready to kill it because I'm going to be honest, I am not really on board with the way that people talk about vision boards and how they host vision board parties. And I want to just share my two cents in hopes that you will create a vision board that is more effective and that actually is going to help you get what's on the vision board. So I want to start this off by sharing a little bit of background about the Visionary Journal and why it was initially such a unique and cool idea to me. But when I started the Visionary Journal, when the idea came to me, I was really focused on why people weren't achieving their goals. And one of the things that came to me was that the way that we set goals is broken. It's fractured. Instead of us telling people, you know, set goals, create your vision boards, make a plan, we don't actually help people do all of those things together. We split them up and we treat them as completely separate projects when in fact they are all a part of the goal setting process and they should really be done together and as much as possible housed together. That was the like driving point, the idea behind the visionary journal to begin with. So to reinforce that, I made this planner that encompassed goal setting, visioning, planning, and regular review, because I think that's another important thing that you need to have when you are trying to reach a goal. So fast forward I'm a few years into this, and I get an email from this woman And she wanted to know why I was putting 
goal before vision, because the way that she saw it, your vision comes first and then you set your goals. And she wanted an explanation behind why it was that way. And I realize now this episode is long overdue because I've never really explained to people my philosophy behind visioning, vision boarding, and and why I actually set it up that way. So we're going to do it now. We're going to write that wrong. I did reply to her email, but what I explained to her is that her logic is not incorrect. I think that a lot of people approach goal setting, as I said, separately from visioning activities. So when you're attending vision board parties, a lot of times you just go for the vision board piece. But I find that to be so shocking because I really think that when you go to a vision board party, you're doing anything related to visioning, you need to go with your goals in mind first. And that's always so shocking to me is that there's not really a lot of conversation behind setting a goal and then creating your vision board to reflect that goal. A lot of times these vision board parties are like focused on the bigger overall life goal and we're not like shrinking that down into what are we trying to achieve this year? And I think it's perfectly fine to have a big five-year, 10-year life plan vision board. That's great. But we also need to be practical and have smaller milestones, which would be a yearly vision board, even a quarterly vision board that actually chunks down. This is what I'm focusing on for this year, or this is what I'm focusing on for this quarter or for this six months of my life. These are the things that I want. But a lot of times that doesn't happen. So with this email that I received, I explained to her that I think it's great to have a vision, but I think it's even smarter to approach your vision with having your goals in mind first. Because that way, when you are going to make your vision board, you actually think about and choose imagery that reflects the goals that you're working on for this year, not some ideal that could potentially be three, five, 10 years down the line, because that's not what you're focused on this year. And that's my big gripe about vision board parties is just there's so much focus on let's get together and make these boards, but there's not a lot of focus on how do we use this as a part of an overall plan or as a part of our goals as a whole. My second issue with the way, and this is not a vision board party thing per se, but it's just a way that people talk about vision and vision boards is they treat it like it's magic. And a lot of conversations around vision boards make them sound like it's woo-woo law of attraction magic. And if you just put a board together and you visualize and you focus on it, and your intentions are great, and you have really positive energy that your vision is going to come true and you're going to get all of these things and it's not any that much work and it's going to be effortless. And I think that's crap. It's crap. I don't subscribe to that. And I actually like to take a more practical approach to my visioning. I 100% believe that vision boards do work. And I think that visioning is a very, very important part of the goal setting process. It's an important part of having a business. It's an important part of having a life. You should be able to envision yourself in different outcomes. But the true magic of a vision board lies in what I think are two key elements. And these are the things that give a vision board its power. And that is your belief and its clarity. 
And if you remember, in episode number 44, I talked about three things that you need to achieve your goal next year. The first one was your belief system. And I mentioned vision boards being a key part of that. Here you go. Full circle moment. You have to approach your vision board with clarity around what you want for your life. And then you have to believe that it's actually possible. And without those two elements, your vision board is just a poster with pictures glued to it. That's it. (laughs) It's one thing to believe that you're capable of achieving a goal, but it's powerful on a whole nother level to have so much belief in that outcome that you can actually form a mental picture of yourself doing that thing or yourself achieving that award or yourself getting that car or buying that house. This is why athletes do visualization and exercises before games because visualization is really powerful and it all goes back to what does your mind believe? If you can master your mind, you can do anything. The hardest part of anything that we're trying to do, we're trying to achieve is getting our mind to get on the same page. A lot of times we want to do things and we think it would be so great to do this. And then your mind comes in and your mind is like, no, mm -mm, I don't think it would be that great. And there's so much resistance. But when you can master your mind, you can make amazing, powerful things happen. And that is what visioning and visualization tries to tap into. It tries to give you that mental picture that not only helps your conscious mind believe, but your unconscious mind. And that's what we're really trying to tap into is our unconscious mind. Because our unconscious mind is what we are trying to master. It's the thing that unconsciously makes us procrastinate out of fear or self-sabotage. So we're really trying to wrangle our unconscious minds. And one of the simplest tools that you can use to do that is visualization. And that's why you have people who are really into meditation or guided meditation and things like that, because they're trying to help their unconscious mind, or they're trying to break the chains on their unconscious mind so that they can do more and achieve more and get the things that they really want. And that part is the hardest. You need the most training there. But I'm telling you, as far as vision boards go, there is power in getting really clear on what you need, what you want, and what you value. And even more so when you take aligned action towards those intentions. And then if you really want to kick it up a notch, combine that with a strong emotional connection and you have the recipe for a vision board that will truly make things happen. And that is like my unfiltered thoughts on vision boards in a nutshell. It's really about belief and clarity and belief most importantly, because I'm telling you, if we could just tap into, I think, a little bit more of what was possible, if we could move the limits back on what our mind thinks is possible for us, I would say even 10%, I bet you would blow your mind what you could achieve in a year. If you really thought 10% more of what you actually want out of your life, like it was actually possible for you. And that's why I think everyone should do a vision board. And not only should you do it, you can do multiple ones. It doesn't just have to be a once a year, beginning of the year thing. You can do vision boards, as I mentioned before, on a quarterly basis. 
You could do them every six months. There's just so much into what you can do with vision boards, but I want to give you actually five ways that I think you could make your vision board more effective than just you gluing a bunch of random pictures on a board and hanging it on the wall and saying, hey, I made a vision board because that's not going to cut it. So here we go. Here are my five ways on how to make your vision board more effective. Numero uno, start with your goals. I've kind of already alluded to this, but I want to be more specific about what I mean with that. Starting with your goals. So I think it's really great if you pick a couple of areas in your life that you'd like to focus on and set goals around them. I call these your focus areas, and I talk about this in the Visionary Journal. On average, I tell people to think about six focus areas that they want to have for the year. So it can be things like spiritual, family, health, business, finances, happiness, whatever. Six areas. Two goals max for each area. And you don't even have to max out each area. You can have one goal if you can't come up with two. Don't force it. But any more than that is probably a bit too much and you're not going to be able to focus and get as much done. And not every single one of those goals has to be a huge, massive, life-altering goal. Sometimes I have goals purely for personal satisfaction, like the year I said, I'm going to run a half marathon. And I did it just because I wanted to see if I could actually do it. So pick those six focus areas, whatever they are, and then use those focus areas to plan out your board and start thinking about what kind of visuals you need. So if you have, for example, a health goal and it's to run a half marathon, you need to write that goal down, you know, write a half marathon, and now you need to have a section of your board that's going to be dedicated to health. Or maybe you need to have a separate board that's going to be dedicated to health and of you running because the goal is to get the half marathon done. So that's first thing. Start with your goals, whatever those are. My second thing is to put yourself at the center of it all because this is your vision board. So put yourself in there. It kills me when I don't see pictures of people on their own vision boards. Why not? Why not? It's your board. And you you are the reason that this board is happening. So not only do you want to add your picture Add your word of the year. Write down your intentions. Do you have values? Write those down. Do you have specific prayers? Write your prayers down. Any mantras, models? Write those things down. And I kind of like to do it, and I'll have to post a picture of a, a vision board page that I've been working on. I have myself at the bottom of this page, and around it I have little speech bubbles, and each speech bubble has different thoughts about how I define success, what success is like for me. And this is on my, in my visionary journal, there's a page for um, what does success look like for you. And that's one of the first pages of my mini vision board because it's me reminding myself of what I actually think success looks like and what a successful outcome is for me. And that's important. So put yourself at the center. This is about you. It's not narcissistic. It's no worse than taking a selfie, okay? And you probably have selfies in your phone. Print that picture out, put it at the center of your board. Number two, draw from your own photos and previous experiences as much as possible. And I think that this is like my secret sauce. Before you pull out any magazines, before you grab your scissors and your glue, get your photo album. 
and choose images that invoke a strong emotional response. So if you have a goal to do more traveling this year, find some pictures of yourself already on a trip from travels that you've previously done. It can be yourself. It can be your family. It doesn't matter. You are looking for pictures that make you feel excited, that make you remember why traveling is so much fun and why you want to go on more trips. One thing, in addition to the belief and clarity piece about visioning, is your emotions are the glue. You want to tap into things that you have an emotional connection to because that shifts your energy. When you feel emotionally connected in a good way to things, you want to do more of those. It, it creates like a response in your body and your feelings. You feel happy and you, it's like when you, if you ever went um, out and did something really fun with like your good friend, you always think back to that and there's like a smile and you think, oh, we should do that again. That was a fun night. Same thing, but you're doing it with pictures. You want to make sure that you have pictures that you choose that bring a strong emotional response. So let's say you had a goal or on your vision board, you put the picture of the Eiffel Tower because you want to go to Paris. Excellent. Also, next to that picture of the Eiffel Tower, there should be a bomb picture of you from some trip that made you really happy that every time you see that picture, it brings back good feelings and it lights you up inside because now you want to attach that emotional connection to this dream trip of going to Paris and seeing the Eiffel Tower. And I think that is one of the secret sauces that's missing from a lot of people's vision boards that they don't have any emotional connections to the pictures. Their boards are full of pictures out of magazines and you don't have a strong emotional connection to images from Vogue. Yeah, they may have a cute picture of, I don't know, Bali. And looking at that picture of Bali might make you feel like, oh, I really want to go to Bali. You're not nearly as excited as you would be if you had a picture from, let's say you went on a really great trip with your family or you went on a really great trip with your best friend. It's not the same a type of emotional energy. And that is really important. So in a nutshell, I'm telling you to use magazines as supplementary to your photos and not as the main focal point. Number four, insert yourself into your desired outcome. And this is another one that I like that I don't see a lot of people do or don't see enough people doing. When I say insert yourself into your desired outcomes, I mean the whole point of a vision board is seeing yourself do this thing, like believing that this can happen so much that you can already see yourself doing it. So what better way to see yourself doing it than to have pictures of yourself already at your desired outcome. For example, my dream car, the car that I really, really want is a Jeep. I don't know why. I just have always loved the Jeep and we live really close to a beach and I feel like I should have a Jeep and I need a bike rack to go on the back and I should be driving that Jeep to the beach. So here is the thing that's on my goal list that I've been procrastinating on, but I'm going to write this wrong very soon. I'm going to go to the Jeep dealership. I'm going to ask them to test drive a Jeep and I'm going to have the dealer take a picture of me in the Jeep, like the salesman. So that way I can come home and put that Jeep on my vision board. Boom. I have just inserted myself into that desired outcome. Not only have I 
gotten really clear on what I want. I've gotten so specific that I've gone down to the dealership and got in the car and I took a picture of it. Okay, that's one example. Let's just say, okay, you don't want a new car, but you want to make $10,000 a month in your business. Great. Screenshot a picture of your online bank statement. Photoshop in the amount that you want to see in your bank account. Stick it on your vision board. There's so many different ways you can do this. You can do the same thing with, let's say, you want to write a book? Great. Design the cover art. Put your name. Written by Monique Malcolm. Whatever you got, try to figure out how you can create an image of the desired outcome that you already want and put yourself in it. (laughs) You want to see yourself crossing the finish line at the half marathon? Awesome. Take a picture of yourself running. Glue it into a picture of the finish line at some half marathon that you found online. It doesn't matter. The whole point is you want to see yourself in the desired outcome. Put yourself in that desired outcome. You don't have to wait. You can do those things right now and get yourself primed and get your mind primed to seeing yourself achieve that outcome. And number five, treat your vision board as a dynamic document versus a static one. And I think that a lot of times we do vision boards at the beginning of the year. It's one and done, but I think that's wrong. Nope, it's not one and done. Your vision is constantly changing It should be getting clearer. You should be getting clearer on whether or not these things are things that you still want. They're things that you still value. They're things that you still need. And if they're not, it's okay to cross them off and cover them up with new pictures. And let's just say you got really close to your ultimate outcome. Great. Put some progress photos on there. I know um, I have personal fitness goals. So the vision board page that I make for my health and fitness goal I don't actually finish that page at the beginning of the year. I try to find pictures of, you know, what what do I hope to look like based on previous pictures of myself. But I also put, you know, a current progress photo of what I look like now. And I leave space on my board for a progress photo maybe two to three months from now. So that way I can track the progress, but I can see myself getting closer to my desired outcome. You can do the same thing if you have like a a money goal. You want to pay off a certain amount of debt. Great. Print yourself out, you know, a little check, a a fake check (laughs) and write in the amount that you've paid off on that debt from the overall amount. And on that check, you know, write paid. Keep a running total of how much you have left to go versus how much you've already paid. That way you're constantly updating your board with new information and not just getting stuck in this whole space of, I made this board one time and that's it. No, that's not how it works. Keep updating it. It's dynamic. It's like a living document. You can update it, make changes to it as the year or whatever time frame that you're using this board for as that time frame progresses. I don't remember if I said this was going to be five ways or if it was going to be six ways, but just in case I said five ways, let me just share this bonus one because I think this is a, it ties into number five, but it is kind of a separate point. And that is just leave some space for the unexpected. I don't think at the beginning of the year that you have to have a full plan for the entire year that you need to have all of your, all the clarity and belief for whatever you're envisioning for yourself for the coming year done by January 1st. No, 
The holidays are rough. People are tired in January. So don't worry about filling your vision board to the max. Leave space. Leave space for some unexpected extra. Leave space for your vision to evolve and get clearer. Just leave some white space because you don't know. Maybe things might change and you may realize one of the things on your vision board, you don't want that at all anymore and you need to cover it up. But just leave space for more to come, for more to happen, for you to get deeper into whatever your belief system is and believing what is possible for you. But don't feel like you have to have it all figured out and all perfectly mapped out at the beginning. You don't. And as an aside, I will say there are not any ways to do a vision board incorrectly. These are all my opinions. (laughs) So if you've been doing something different, don't feel bad. But if you have heard anything on this episode that really resonated and you felt like, ooh, I think I should steal that, go ahead, do it. Because I think that visioning is a really, really powerful exercise, especially when it comes to getting really clear. Because the clearer that you get, the easier it is going to be for you to align yourself with the actions that you need to take to get where you're going. The stronger your belief system, the easier it's going to be to get your unconscious mind to do the actions that it needs to do to get you to where you're going. So it all goes hand in hand, but that's it. So if you have not already, you can join me in the Star Chasers United private group for Keep Chasing the Stars and let me know what your thoughts are on vision boards. Do you create them every year? Have you never created one? Are you going to take some of these tips and make an awesomely effective one this year? I would love to know. We're also going to be doing a virtual vision board party towards the end of the month. We haven't set a date yet, but all of that information will be available inside of Star Chasers United. So if you are interested, definitely jump in there and let me know your thoughts on visioning and vision boards. But that's it for this week. Until next week, go out there and pimp your brilliance. Uh-huh.